isn't really the heart cry that we're sending out is, God, do you see me? Do you see where I am? Do you see what I'm desperate for? Welcome back to the God's Perfect Size Show. I'm so excited to continue our talk about seeking first the kingdom of God. To be fair, I didn't tell you we were going to continue the conversation, but I'm glad you're here to talk it out with me because this passage will not let me go. God just keeps revealing layer after layer. And I think it's because I personally needed to hear this message as he's been laying it on my heart and teaching me and training me up in this this particular truth. I know that this is not just for me. This is for all of us. And so I want to share everything that God is pouring out to me, and I want to pour it into you. So last week, I read to you from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, somewhere around verse 24. I believe it was like 24 to 34 or 25 to 34. Y'all look it up. I can't remember the exact verses that I shared, but I know I shared with you about seeking first the kingdom of God. And right before that, there's a whole passage that talks about don't be anxious Don't be anxious about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. And I needed that reminder because I've been feeling really anxious. There's a lot going on in our life. We have graduations going on. There's shifts happening within our family and our children are being launched and all manner of things are taking place. And the anxiety was ratcheting up in me to a level to where I couldn't sleep at night. These things were running through my mind. And with college on the horizon, I was like, God, how is this going to even work? How are we going to do all of this? Where's all this money coming from? God, we need you. And I was really feeling anxious about this. And so that's why I believe God led me to this passage. I actually looked it up on purpose because I was feeling anxious, but I thought it was my idea, but I'm pretty positive now it was the Holy Spirit because he brought me right where I needed to be to deal with the anxiety that I was facing and that has been crippling me lately. And so I read it like a prescription. I read it just to kind of ingest some soul medication, to ingest something that would build me up and edify me. And it did all of that. But then God just has been dealing with this passage and revealing more. And so here's what I want to share with you. I know this scripture says, don't be anxious about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. This passage is talking about the things that are necessary in life, not just these particular things, but the things that are necessary, things that have to do with your overall well-being. Don't worry about starvation. Don't worry about food because God's going to provide it. He's teaching us in this passage. Don't worry about being clothed or having shelter. God's going to provide that too. And I know this can be really hard for us to think about because we see homeless people every day and our hearts ache and we break and we pray and we're like, God, there's so much pain and suffering in the world. And we know people who are starving and you yourself may have experienced food insecurity. When I was a child, my father would withhold food. And so I grew up with this warped view of having food and the security of having what I needed in my life. I can look back at that really hard time and see all of it, but I can look back because the truth of the matter is, no matter how hard it got, I'm still here. The truth of the matter is, I'm still breathing. And so no matter what happened back then, 
something had to take place in order for me to be sitting here today to say, I made it out. I made it through it. And that something is God. God brought me to where I am today. He brought me out of that hardship and out of that season of drought. He brought our whole family out and brought me into a better place. And you might be where I was all those years ago. You might be in that place of feeling stressed and wondering, where's my next meal coming from? Or Lord, I just lost my job. How are we going to make it? And it's easy to sit here on a microphone and say, God's going to provide. That seems really easy. But the truth is, is that I get it. I feel you. I know that desperation. And I know you came here to talk about your weight loss journey and how to be free of maybe food addiction or food obsession or just that hand-to-mouth constant behavior that you can't seem to break free of. Maybe that's why you're here. No matter what the reason is, no matter how desperate you are in whatever area you are desperate in, the truth is God is here. And the reason he says you don't have to be anxious about these things is because he's going to follow up with the truth of that statement. He says, we don't have to be anxious about these things because we get to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to us. Now, I want to stop here and pause for a second because I shared that in passing last week, and we got just a base layer of what that scripture means, but I want you to really take a look at it. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God. Actually, I want to take a look at that, that entire section. I want to go back up right above that passage where it says, for the Gentiles seek after these things. And then it goes on to say, and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. I want to pause there for a second. Let's take this in because Jesus actually spoke these words. If you go and look at any Bible, you'll see that this text is read because Jesus spoke it with authority, with assurity, in truth, and in power. He starts off by telling us, your heavenly father. He wants to remind you and he wants to remind me that we're not just praying to a God of the universe, to this vast God. We're talking about intimacy. We're talking about parent-to-child relationship. God is saying, I'm your father. I'm your heavenly father. And that pronoun is used so that we understand that God is a very personal God. It's not just that he's the God of all mankind, because he is, that is true. But in those moments of desperation, isn't really the heart cry that we're sending out is, God, do you see me? Do you see where I am? Do you see what I'm desperate for? We want to know that he sees us as an individual. He sees us as a body, but he also sees us as an individual. And so he knows your individual needs. He knows what I'm desperate for. He knows what our heart's desires are, and he knows this because he's your father. He knows this because he's my daddy. He knows this because he's a parent, a heavenly parent who cares about us. So I love that chapter 6, verse 32, we're reminded that God is our heavenly father and that he knows we have need of them. He knows our individual needs. He knows the collective needs, but he knows that thing that you haven't told someone about that one thing that you desperately need in your life to keep going, that you can't fathom how you're going to get it. Your heavenly father already knows that you have need of this. And then he says, after I've allayed your fears by helping you to realize that I 
am your heavenly father, that I am your daddy, that I am your Abba father. Once you realize that, this is what I want you to do. I don't want you to sit around and dwell on the things like, dad, are you going to put food on the table? Dad, are you going to give me a bowl of oatmeal? Dad, it's breakfast time. I'm hungry. Dad, I'm cold. I need a house. As big as those things are, God is saying, don't dwell on that because I've taken care of it for you. Here's the thing. It may not feel like it's taken care of because you're looking at a week from now, this thing is going to come due and you need it right then. God is saying, trust him, trust him in the process. Don't let go. Don't shift your gaze off of him and don't lose focus. Don't lose focus to the fear. Don't let the enemy keep whispering in your ear, telling you that your God is a liar and that he's not going to provide for you. Don't do that because once we do that, we come under agreement with the enemy and then we lose what we are so desperately in need of. Stay the course. Trust God. He's trustworthy. If he's not trustworthy, what are we doing here, y'all? What are we doing? But he is trustworthy. And we know this because he gave us his son. Why would he give his son, his precious son's life, just to turn around and say, you can't have bread. You can't have a house. And yet he gave us his son. How much more will he give us all the things we're so desperate for? So God is going to give you what you need. Your father is going to give you what you need. And then he says, stop worrying about all of this. This is what I need you to do. What I need you to do is to seek first my kingdom. Trust me to take care of all this other stuff and you stay busy seeking after my kingdom. Stay busy going after your brothers and sisters who are lost and I'll get the food on the table. Go after those who are broken and desperate and ashamed. Go after them in prayer. Go after them with resources. Go after them with time. Go after them with commitment. Because while you're doing all of that work, I'm going to lay the table. I'm going to set the feast. I'm going to bring the house. I'm going to bring the car. I'm going to bring the job. But let your heart be for those who are lost, who are in danger of encountering hell. Go after them and I will bring everything else. That's what we're called to do. It's so much bigger than just asking for things. And, you know, the enemy likes to keep us thinking about all the things that we don't have. And God is saying, that's not the right way. That will actually make you more anxious like it was making me feel. That will actually make you feel even more lost and more destitute and doubt me even more. That's really the end goal when we start to get anxious. The end goal is make us not believe God, make us not trust God, make us believe that God is not who he says he is. I had to wrestle with that this week. And I don't know where you are in your journey if you're wrestling with that too. It's not easy this walk sometimes, but I believe if we try our best to move towards God, if we trust God and keep moving towards his mission, everything else is going to be taken care of. The world is going to tell us, nah, that's not how it works. You got to get out there and hustle. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. But scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says, don't chase after things. Chase after my kingdom. Chase after my people. Put your energy towards what I love, what I desire, what my will is. That's what scripture is teaching us about God. We're to chase after him and his kingdom and the things that he loves. And all these other things are going to be added to us. We don't have to fear and we don't have to be afraid. If you are walking in fear and you are afraid and you're facing some real challenges, you're not alone. You're not alone. 
and you don't have to white knuckle this out, but you do have to pray in a different way and you do have to fight in a different way. And you have to lean into the Holy Spirit and let him lead you in this battle, lead you in this fight so that he can carry that yoke with you, so that he can carry that burden with you. You don't have to walk this out alone. In the next two episodes, I think I'm going to do an episode or two about prayer because all of this is leading up to how do we seek God's kingdom and how do we pray about these things? If we're not to keep praying about the actual thing that we need, like the car, the house, maybe the children that we haven't been able to have, how do we pray about these things if we're not to keep uttering them over and over again? What does this look like practically? I'm going to share that with you in the next episode. So if you are being edified and built up through this series, don't leave now because I'm going to keep sharing scripture with you so that you can find your strength and your peace in this process of waiting. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I'm going to end it here and pray God would give you peace. And I thank you, Father, that you've already provided for every listener and that you would help us to wait patiently to receive it into our hands. And it is sure to come because your word always accomplishes what you sent it to accomplish. And so we give you thanks before we even see it happen. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the family of God said, amen. Catch you in the next episode, y'all. We're talking prayer. So come back. But in the meantime, be blessed.